on today's show, we have two very special guests, Jake Mintz and Jordan Schuschman of Cespedes Family Barbecue to talk about where the Rangers are, where they're going, and what has gone right and wrong for this team this season. All that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cribbingly addicted Texas Rangers fan since 2010, the founder and host for all five seasons of this Locked On Rangers podcast. Today is Friday, September 22nd. Your Rangers are 84 and 68, holding that third wild card spot, half a game behind those stinking Houston Astros in the AL West. Thank y'all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. Subscribe on YouTube, where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. Now, before we get into today's show, we've got a special sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Bird Dog. Go to birddogs.com slash MLB or enter promo code LOCKEDONMLB for a free water bottle with any order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Now, today's show is a special one. We've got Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman of the Cespedes Family Barbecue and Fox Sports joining us. If you do not know Jake and Jordan, they are an absolute delight. National writers have been podcasting about baseball for... 10 seasons, and their show, The Family Barbecast, was uh, a play off of their original podcast name, The Cespedes Family Barbecue, for their player, favorite player, Joanna Cespedes, who had a, a famous picture of him and his family at a barbecue with the biggest pig I have ever seen on a spit roast. Just uh, a couple of fun guys who know a whole lot about baseball, wanted to talk about the Texas Rangers, and it was an absolute joy to have them on to talk ball. So without any further ado, here is my interview with Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman. Here we are with Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman of the Cespedes Family Barbecue. What is the actual the actual name of the this podcast? The Bar- Baseball Barbecast podcast. Barbecast. You nailed it. It is us. I am Jordan. The other voice is Jake and Bryce. It is a pleasure to be here on Locked On Rangers. Very excited to talk about this ridiculous team. This is definitely a ridiculous team. You are also writers at foxsports.com. Uh, and shout out to an old friend of mine, Or Moyal, who uh, I think you all know. Uh, Greg, actually the first guy to ever pay me to write words about baseball. So uh, very, very old it? friend. Great dude. Um, but let's start with surprises. This team has been a surprise all year. And their downfall has also been kind of surprising, uprising, just just very up and down team. I'm gonna start with what surprised y'all the most about the Texas Rangers this season. I like the idea of the surprise. Like the surprise is the bullpen. Like surprise, we lost it again. Surprise, surprise, we blew it. Um, that's not a fair way to think about it. Um, so first of all, just like the Rangers season as a whole, right? I'm sure you've talked about it. It's the chronology of how this has gone down. Where if they had been a total disaster, bullpen wise, in April and May. And then just turned it on the rest of the season. And they were like chasing down the Astros. Vibes would be very high in Arlington. But instead, they scored too early, as the men and Blazers might say. And here they are in September uh, holding on for dear life. The biggest surprise has to be Mitch Garver's 138 OPS+. Plus. I know you are a Mitch Garver guy, but you did not think he was going to have a... The, uh, the second highest OPS 
plus on the team behind only Corey Seager, who uh, is maybe another surprise that he has been this good. Uh, he has been spectacular the last you know half decade, but this is just a whole other level of offensive production from him. And then just the way that Josh Young has integrated really seamlessly into this offense and how crucial he's been to giving the lineup depth. Those are the three things that have, have really surprised me because, you know, the reason this team is good is not Seager. Like, he's a reason they're... He's helpful, duh. Like, he's, I'm not trying to downplay that. <laughs> it's the it's Jonah Hine being pretty good and Nate Lowe, sorry, Nathaniel Lowe being pretty good and Leody Tavares being fine and Elise Garcia being... Like, it's the bottom of that lineup being better than we thought more than the top of the lineup being better than we thought. Yeah. I mean, I would say you're still underselling Seager, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying. Um, and Like, I'm not sitting here on September 21st being like, whoa, Corey Seager's been great? <laughs> yeah, but I will say that, and I have to imagine for Rangers fans, the version that you got last year, which was pretty good, was worse, definitely, than people expected, I would have to assume. Yeah, absolutely. Not that people said he was a but I think <laughs> there are a lot of other disasters on that team. And, and especially because last year they were healthy. He was healthy. Right. And so mm-hmm. in that sense, it was hard to complain this year. You know, he's had some more injury issues, but when he's been playing, I mean, I think there's a good chance he finishes second in MVP. Like I think he's is even with 120 games, but I think he's going to have a real case um, for that because he has been, I mean, one of the best hitters in the league, semi and playing every single game. You know, he's one of only two players to start every single game this season uh, alongside Matt Olson. But I agree with Jake. It, it, it is the depth of the lineup. And it's it's the guys that have taken steps forward, like Jonah Heim, uh, like Leody Tavares, like Ezekiel Duran, a personal favorite. I know he's kind of tailed off a little bit in the second half. And then you're getting performances from veterans. I mean, oh, my God, Robbie Grossman has been amazing now for six weeks. Uh, and Garver's been good all season. So this lineup, I think we knew it could be very special. Uh, but it has lived up to it, and 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 getting Young and Garcia back uh, these past couple of days, I think, is going to go a long way towards making them having a case for being the best lineup in the American League. And it, it still might not be enough to get them talked over, which is ridiculous. But I think that that is so strength that they can lean on in a big way. Yeah, and this lineup has been really good. There's also been a lot of injuries. I just looked this up, and the last time the Rangers had five All-Star hitters. But the last time all five of them were in a lineup before Monday when they activated Ellis and Josh off the IL was July 22nd against the Dodgers in that game where Corey Seager slid into second base and injured his thumb. I mean, it's kind of insane. But in terms of this lineup being great, how much of this do you think is sustainable? Because the Rangers have almost all of these guys outside of Garver under contract for like three, four, five, eight seasons. How much of this is sustainable and how much of this is kind of like a flash in the pan? Mm. Well, I mean, I'm looking at like, okay, so who can I imagine trending upward, continuing to trend upward, right? And the obvious one is Josh Young, right? I mean, this rookie season has been so impressive. And and I've been a fan of him for a while, but I mean, I think he's even kind of outpaced my expectation for him this year. And you look at other guys who are, I mean, Ezekiel Durant's, you know, a year younger than, than Josh Young. And we saw versions of him earlier in the season that could be an everyday hitter, position TBD. But are you getting a version of Garcia that's much better than this? Probably not. Are you getting a version of Seager that's better than this? I doubt. I, mean, I kind of hope not. 
Maybe? I don't know what that means, Jake. That makes no sense. I, no, mean, I just don't want baseball to get any easier for him. Oh. <laughs> That's a, right, right. Then we start getting worried for, for, the, for the rest of the Well, game. I mean, Seager is in like a 1 for 15 slump. So, I mean, may, maybe no. he's washed. <laughs> Jordan, makes a, Jordan makes a really good point. It's like, like it, this is probably the best Jonah Heim will get. Heim's weird catching. I'm not ca- – listen, I'm not going to – and by the way, he's also kind of sucked on offense since he got injured. Um, not the last like, – yes, but not for the last, like, week and a half, basically since Toronto is where he figured it out. Toronto yeah. started figuring it out, but, but, but that, and that's a huge development. But, again, yeah. catching offense, I just have no idea how to expect year to year. You know, Nathaniel Lowe has certainly been a little bit disappointed. But, man – and Semi, it's hard to complain when he plays every single day. Like, were you expecting an OPS plus more than 122? Probably not. I know we've seen it from him in the past. So I think that every, the pieces are in place for this to still be one of the best lineups in right. baseball. Um, but you could see some parts where it could maybe fall over. But I think it'll still be good. It'll just look a little different. I think it's like, okay, well, Evan Carter is probably a, a better than Travis Jankowski, right? And it will, <laughs> let's hope so. Oh, let's hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Wyatt Langford. And there are other pe- – and I think uh, Duran will get better. And so I think that there are pieces of the team that will kind of come up and replace the guys that maybe tail off a bit because I have more faith now that the Rangers more or less know what they're doing at the big league level to get the most out of their non-stars, which I'm sure is something that was not the case for the last you know half decade of Rangers fandom. Yeah, there was a lot of not getting the most out of guys outside of uh, my large adult son, Joey Gallo. I, I was banging the Joey Gallo drum. I still am. I will always bang the Joey Gallo drum of like all the first round picks and all the different guys who they just like did not get the most out of, like Noir Mazzara and Rudo Odor tailing off and all kinds of other things. I was like, I well. Barris is going to figure it out. All right. Don't you? <laughs> maybe I'll talk about need him in the bullpen. Let's get Hyro yeah. Barris out there in the pen and maybe we can make it happen. Neftali oh, Feliz gosh. still pitching. We'll get back to my interview with Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman. But first, this episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are the most comfortable shorts or pants you will ever wear. Bird Dogs are so incredibly comfortable and they look good and they are good for literally any situation. Bird Dogs have stretched khaki shorts. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. These Bird Dog shorts are the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit so much better. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing the cloud knit fabric that looks so good, stretches like khaki, and you can go with a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice your movement. They use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long with those Bird Dogs. They're functional for any occasion. If you're going on the golf course, if you're going on a date, if you're just hanging out with friends, going to the gym, whatever it is, bird dogs are the perfect place to the perfect pair of pants and shorts to wear. So go to birddogs.com slash lockdown MLB and or enter promo code lockdown MLB at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash lockdown MLB for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. This episode is also brought to you by DoorDash. 
If you're missing syrup for your pancakes or if you just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer with DoorDash grocery delivery, you can get exactly what you want right when you need it. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites and now you can get your groceries delivered that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood to boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or we'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy the quality groceries just like you picked them out yourself. You want even more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant deliveries with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with DashPass membership. With easy substitutions in the right app, in-app, and best per, best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app, in the app store and enter code locked on MLB. Don't forget that's code locked off MLB for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Yeah, oh my gosh. Why are we bringing Naftali back? I'm sure he'll be in the DR this winter. Like it's, we need a guy that has had, that has saves, right? Isn't that what this bullpen is? They, they definitely need a guy who's got saved. I mean, Will Smith has had a, a few saves, but you, you brought up Wyatt Langford, and I, I want to talk about Wyatt Langford and his just incredible start to pro ball. I know, Jordan, you're a big draft guy. Did you see anything like this coming for Wyatt Langford, or is this like even like surpassing your like wildest expectations for him? Um, I'd say it's a little bit surprising considering part of the appeal of Langford, not that he hadn't performed in the SEC for the last two years, but it's like, oh, man, like, give him some time. Give him a couple of years in pro ball and, like, watch out, right? Not that it was going to take a long time. He's obviously a college SEC performer. But, like, the, the appeal of him is really the, the dream of the physical ability more than the, than the now skills. But that also may have been underselling kind of what was already a really impressive offensive profile from an underlying standpoint, from a contact standpoint. Obviously, quality of contact has been a strength of his for a long time. But I'll just say, the stats speak for themselves. We saw why Langford in Omaha, and I mean, <laughs> like we saw him hit multiple home runs. Certainly, the one that stands out the oh my God. forever uh, against UVA. Um, but not just the performance. I mean, just look at the <laughs> like that is not the body of a college baseball player. Like. No, that's the body of a college football player, <laughs> very simply. <laughs> and so the fact that he plays baseball um, is is really special and really cool. And he used to play football. And I'm glad that, first of all, imagine what the hell he would have done if he had gotten actually played all three years at Florida. I mean, maybe, maybe he wouldn't have, maybe it wouldn't have uh, uh, been quite the same as dominant if he did play at the start of his freshman year. But man, I mean, he's just figuring it all out so fast. Whether we see him at the end of this year or not. That is a, a hell of a player to get at, at fourth overall. I know this was a historically good top of the draft, but man, oh man, you got to be you got to be really excited about him. That is that is a hell of a player right there. Yeah, I am over the moon about him and the Rangers' 2019 first round pick, Josh Young. The Rangers had not done a great job of first round picks. If you want to uh, look at some depressing draft picks, go look at the Rangers' first round picks from like. It was about like 2003, I think, was Mark Teixeira. Maybe it was like 2000 or 2001. But from there to like Joey Gallo in 2012, like there was just a whole big bag of like 
nothing. Like it was I mean, so bad. Here's the thing, man. You go back. I don't need to go back that far. I've had questions about their <laughs> drafts two years ago. Okay, and the Langford pick credit to them for doing it. And you know they were in. It's one of the luckiest sequences of lottery luck, bad season, historic top of the draft. Like. I don't know how much credit you give them for taking Wyatt Lankford at number four because look at him. Like, of course what a pick. Wow. Um, I still have questions about the Rangers drafting recently. My goodness. And I know, I mean, Evan Carter represents a massive win. That is a what a pick, right? For sure. Right. Mm -hmm. But still massive questions about the strategy in 2021. Massive questions in 2022. Massive questions about the Jack Leiter situation. And so, sorry to rain on like, but but it's, no. it's a real issue. But, but hey, guess what? This is the beauty of the draft. If you hit to this degree on a couple, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Don't, you know, you're gonna get to keep keeping your jobs and keep drafting bad players and executing bad strategies. <laughs> very funny. Um, and so, listen. I mean, player development is still a big part of this. And um, you can say, hey, well, they drafted you know TK Roby and they got Jordan Montgomery and 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 CJC, right? They got Jordan mm -hmm. Montgomery. Maybe that'll that'll help them win a playoff game this year, and that'd be great. But uh, definitely some still some uh some uneven i think that the way that their farm system has been built has been super bizarre and the success stories versus the failures have made it very difficult to assess where they actually are in terms of, of really organizational strength but hey when you're willing to suddenly spend a billion dollars over the course of two years it doesn't matter that much but it also kind of leaves them with some interesting holes correct yeah it definitely does and i was questioning the the draft strategy last year i was like so completely thrown off but it seems like brock porter is having a, a fantastic season rocker was really exciting before he had tommy john surgery and lighter the last like month and a half that he came back up everything looks like it was much better i mean the stuff is is still there as opposed to owen white whose stuff is just backed up out of nowhere all season because the rangers have like just cannot develop a single starting pitcher like not not a single okay one like to the point where i was like over the moon at the first three innings of cody bradford on sunday before he got just rocked by cleveland i was like i tweeted out after after three innings like you know what give cody bradford a spot in the rotation next year and then got rung up for like six <laughs> six runs without getting it out in the next inning but uh i'm curious because rangers fans are definitely like have a perspective on our team being unable to develop any starting pitchers can you just give people kind of like a rundown of like how few teams are actually good at developing homegrown starting pitching because it's, it's really hard. It's so hard to do. Pitching is very volatile. And the teams that have the sauce figured out have a huge advantage. I mean, you know it. The Rangers play the Mariners 13 times a season. And I'm sure it feels like every week the Mariners have a new guy that you've never heard of. Well, like You're like, what's up, Bryce Miller? You know? Oh, I know Bryce Miller. Bryce Miller is my oh, a &M, a &M uh, well, guy. Right there. Well, not only that, but he is also uh, my um, arch nemesis because it, he in my holy war for the correct spelling of Bryce, which I'm <laughs> losing very badly. Oh, um, I'm, I'm losing. Bryce Harper was the first nail in the coffin, but then there's just more Bryces. And then there was a B-R-Y-S-E. And I was you like, that's... You better hope Bryce Terang starts figuring out the offense. Because I am a huge Bryce Terang fan. Otherwise, um, you have no hope in that. In that war. Yeah, Bryce Miller, who is an Aggie. I am a, a Texas Tech grad. Yeah. Um, and he's also a Mariner, and he also spells his name with a Y. I'm like, this is Worst this is my arch nemesis. Person. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I, dude, like, I've been very impressed with Dane Dunning's season. 
Yeah. Dane Dunning, sneaky huge for this team. Oh, At the gosh. beginning of they the were... year, they were like, sorry, Dane, we bought every pitcher in the world. <laughs> Go you know bum it in the bullpen. And then everyone sorry, broke. What do you say? <laughs> I said, you know who else they said that to? And then I said, sorry, that's mean. Uh, as I assume Bryce knows who I'm referring to. But Cole um, Reagan's. Yeah. No, I know. We'll get back to the rest of my interview with Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman in a second. But first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. as a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more if you want to bet on Corey Seager. Having a big weekend against the Seattle Mariners, that is going to be a fun, fun series. If you wanted to bet on the Rangers, Winning the AL West, I'm sure there's odds on that. Or if you wanted to bet on the NFL season, and uh, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you're feeling really good about those Dallas Cowboys. I think they're playing the Cardinals this weekend. We'll we'll see what it is. But if you want to go put your money where your mouth is, visit FanDuel.com/lockedon and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And now back to my talk with Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman. I agree that no, Dane Dunning deserves way more love. I mean, he's leading the team in innings. How much, mm-hmm. how much could, again, we're, we don't really bet on baseball, but my God, I don't know what kind of odds you could have gotten on Dane Dunning leading the team in innings. Well, like, <laughs> it's not just that they long. put him in the pet. He was going to be in AAA because he wasn't even the sixth man in this rotation. Jake Odorizzi was like the sixth man. And so, like, it's, and so Dane, it, it's Dane insane. Dunning leading the team in innings is as much, oh my God mad respect dane dunning to oh my god this is the whole problem right <laughs> um and so that leaves them in a very interesting spot of course the bullpen's gotten a lot more of the uh spotlight in, in a negative way but here's the other thing i say oh what kind of odds could you have gotten on dane dunning at the same time with the exception of john Gray, i guess Ordered martin perez you weren't exactly betting on guys with the track record of durability right and yeah. so that is why you find yourself in the situation that you do now, where also the only guy you're relying on from a durability standpoint and a performance standpoint is Jordan Montgomery. And yeah. he's been great, <laughs> but uh, I have no idea what I'm getting from anybody else that is running the first pitch of the game for the Texas Rangers. And that is, that is a rough place to be. But, I mean, Nathan Eovaldi has been just – this stuff is, is just not there. He's battling, and he might be okay – in a couple of games, but like without the velo, it, it's the exact same thing that happened last year in Boston where yeah. he was great in the first half and then lost the velo and wasn't the same. But yeah. I'm curious. I mean, this is obviously the Rangers went about it in a unique way of rebuilding as in they just didn't rebuild except for like, they're really thankful that the 2020 season went off the rails so quickly because, you know, you start your rebuild in a season with 60 games it makes it much easier to oh, you know, ease into that rebuild and only two years of really being truly terrible. But I'm curious as to your perspective as an outsider of like, you know, if you're going to go for it, it's like, and you're just going to like, you know, bypass the long rebuild, the multiple 110 loss years like the Cubs yeah. and the Astros did. Is this like the best way you can go about it? I mean, this is what the Phillies did, right? The, yeah, the, yeah, but the players, and so are the Rangers, like, the <laughs> players that the Phillies 
had acquired through trade and the draft that were supposed to be the face of the rebuild were not good, right? <laughs> Scott Carey and Nick Williams and all those, you know, Jorge Alfaro and whatever. Like, Ugh. those guys were I know, that's sad. Shout out to my boys. But the reason the Phillies are good now is because they went out and got Kyle Schwarber and Bryce Harper and Nick Castellanos and Zach Wheeler. Like, that's why they're good, because they spent the money and they hit on a lot of those guys. I think it is a good strategy. This season has raised a very frustrating question in baseball, which is, is spending money good? Because the top three teams in payroll are the Mets, Yankees, and Padres. None of them will make the playoffs. The Rangers are fourth. They might not make the playoffs, right? Now, that's an easy headline. Top four teams, payroll, don't make the playoffs. Then it goes Phillies, Dodgers, Astros, Angels, Blue Jays, Braves, right? So spending money is good. It will make you a better team. Let's not overthink this. It is about how you go about spending the money. The Rangers have, they spent a lot of money on a lot of volatile type players, mostly on the pitching side. You spend the money on pitching, if you spend the money on Jacob DeGrom, you knew this was a possibility. Everyone in the world did. Right, And you were gambling that he wouldn't get hurt. And that if he didn't get hurt, he'd be one of the best pitchers on earth. Right, And they mm-hmm. lost that bet. That's okay. It was a bet worth making. Right, The Seager money, that looks okay, huh? Yeah. The Sabian money, that looks pretty good. Yeah. Even the John Gray contract looks fine. You know, So I, I think that looking at payroll, pl- does it equal the win column, is a little bit overly simplistic. And if you're a fan base... You want your team to spend. You do. You always want your team to spend money and go get better players. What's been good about the Rangers season and why they're different from the other three teams I mentioned is that those younger players, the backbone of the team, the depth, stepped up and provided security at the bottom of the lineup and provided security when their best players weren't available. And that's why they still have a chance to make the playoffs, whereas uh, Buck Showalter has vacation plans in October. Yeah, I think that's definitely a big difference. And and one part of this team that they didn't spend money on, they didn't really address this season, even though for years, basically since they signed Simeon and Seager, they said 2023 is the is the year we're going to contend. And a lot of us were like, OK, that's that's a bit much. Y'all chill out like sick, bro. Yeah. It's like I'll believe it when I see it, it was the same thing of like the entire back half of 2021 after they traded Joey Gallo. They're like, oh wait till this off season. There's so many like free agent stars that we're going to go sign. I'm like, y'all haven't spent money on anybody since Shin Su Chu. I will believe it when I see it. And then boom, here's Marcus Simeon. Boom. Here's Corey Seager. Boom. Here's John Gray in like a 48 hour span. And I was like, okay, I guess they're serious. about spending. Boom. Here's the lockout. <laughs> oh, that was a terrible time for a lockout for someone trying to build hype for the 2022 Texas Rangers. <laughs> My God, man. Like what a, Thank God that they signed all those guys. I had something to talk about about you, that. Besides, maybe it worked out because then you would have spent even more time hyping up a team that ended up sucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the entire like three months of the lockout was just like, man, Corey Seager's gonna be so great. Marcus Simeon's gonna be so great. Rob Manfred is a dingus. That was the entirety of three months of lockdown <laughs> Rangers. <laughs> but the one thing this team didn't spend money on and made me think that they weren't actually super duper serious in believing that 2023 was actually the year, was not spending on this bullpen. I mean, have you seen a worse bullpen from a contender ever? Because I don't know that I have. So we probably have, although the rate of failure recently 
does feel historic, <laughs> does feel historically bad. Um, and I'm sure you are well aware of that. Oh, I, painfully aware. Yeah. This has been, I've honestly was stunned at the degree of confidence that there was not that long ago in this group after they acquired Chapman and when Will Smith was, was pitching pretty well. And when like Josh Spores had like a two, three year A or whatever. And it was like, okay, all right, all right. And I was just like, you don't actually think this is like the whole <laughs> situation. Now that I think it would get this bad, no. Hey, uh, Chris Stratton fixed it though. <laughs> here's what's really weird. One of the strangest things, one of the strangest facts of the 2022 season is that Brock Burke and Matt Moore combined for 150 innings of an ERA under two. Okay. So now I know Matt Moore ended up departing, but like there was some things actually happening in the Rangers bullpen where it was like, okay, maybe they're figuring stuff out. And then now, I mean, talk about volatile, talk about flammable, talk about, you know, buckle up because how in the world is this team going to get these last, let alone three outs? I mean, you're asking them to get six, seven, eight, nine, and you just know there's no chance. There's absolutely no chance. And you, but you addressed it. You traded for all this Chapman as soon as you, you gave away Randy Johnson, but like you did trade for the best reliever as soon as possible. Right. And here's the mm-hmm. other thing, Bryce. Okay. Spend on the bullpen. That also doesn't necessarily always work, okay? If you had Craig Kimbrell on this team, you wouldn't really be feeling that much better. <laughs> like, there's so, nope. there are very few relievers who you actually 1 million percent feel good about. It's just that they've managed to c- combine a lot of them who are especially flammable, and they're all having their worst month of their lives. So, so I, I think the Rangers' inability to build a legit bullpen is more indicative of the pitching development issues than the starting pitching stuff. Because starting pitching is impossible to develop no matter who you are. But if most teams can pop out, you know, a, a David Bednar or a Will Vest or, a, you oh, know, Tigers, look at the Tigers bullpen this year. Okay. They have like seven dudes that you would be dying to have. You'd be like, who is Tyler Holton? Well, he is like a 2 8. So, oh, yeah. I've looked at so many of different bullpens. I'm like, why, why can't you just do this? Like, if it was just like a mediocre, if it was a medium bad bullpen, exactly. this team is like leading the AOS so, by like five or six games. You make a great point about medium bad. We have been on some other Lockdown podcasts today, and we were asked by the host of Lockdown Orioles, shouts out Connor Newcomb. He said, with all the pitching question marks, do you think the Orioles can win the World Series? And we said yes. I do not think the Rangers can win the World Series. I don't. <laughs> I think they can make the playoffs, and I think they can maybe win a series. How? And maybe it's just, maybe it's just dumb luck, and they can, you know, out hit the bullpen. I just can't see a scenario where this bullpen survives October. Like, okay, let's say they win the American League, and they're playing the Braves in the World Series. <laughs> it's the eighth inning, and they're up by one. And like, what? Like, I, how? No, Sway? Stratton has thrown you know fifteen scoreless innings in a row, so. At this point, you know, you've had, you know, LeClerc has found his, his past. I know LeClerc's number is actually pretty solid. Although if there was one moment of this past few weeks, we didn't get to talk about this on our podcast. I wish we did. Jose LeClerc openly oh. admitting 
he was not prepared to come into the game to close it out was one of the funniest. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm slightly mischaracterizing it, but no, I think- that was basically he said he wasn't expecting to to get the call to be in the night. I think it was against the Mets uh, where he ended up getting the save. Um, he said, I did not think I was going to be called on for that. <laughs> Amazing. Jordan, remember this happened to me in college? Literally the opposite of what every other reliever says, which is, I'm ready for anything. Always ready. We love the honesty. Uh, here's the take. Him saying that, that's worse than uh, George Kirby. Well, well it's funny because, like, after that, they followed up and they're like, well, do you, like, want to be in the night thing? He's like, yeah. No, I want to be in the high leverage situation. So it's not like he was like, oh, I don't, I don't want it. I don't have that dog in me. Like that, but but really, what it did is it just revealed the state of the bullpen, yeah. where OG is bless his heart is probably mashing buttons at some point. Have to, and have I don't, to. I don't it's funny because like that was the whole thing with Bochi of like why he succeeded in San Francisco it was like oh he can you know mix and match relief and get the most out of like a mid bullpen and it's like did the like having to face the three batter minimum did that really change like was that the whole thing with the Bochi I magic? Mean, it's not like I think that that is a rule change that has impacted baseball more than we notice anymore, and I think it is a great rule change, and I honestly love it. Um, but you know, I don't think it means Bruce Bochy doesn't know what he's doing. I think that the talent here is just very, very, very volatile, even for a bullpen where most teams have a lot of guys that can totally screw it up, like the Orioles, like the Phillies, right? I mean, they've been going through it. They had that going into last year, and then a lot of the guys figured out how to, yeah. You know, what's the from scoring? What's the Bochy vibe right now in Rangers world? Because one word was brutal, right? And so they could have brought up the, the three of us in, and there would have been some optimism. Bruce Bochy gives an air of legitimacy to the entire project because mm-hmm. they weren't going to wrestle him out of retirement to lead a bunch of bumps. Yeah. And so that is part of why I view this season with an air of legitimacy, right? Like, he provides that. Are Rangers fans, one, satisfied, two, optimistic, three, think he's the guy? I think most of us think he's the guy. There are some very reactionary fans that are, like, trying to blame Boshi for the bullpen. But at this point, it's like, how many more buttons can you push? Like, and it's kind of insane because, like, all of these guys have, like, major league like okay stuff like brock burke it's not like they're all throwing like 90 mile an hour fastballs with like no movement it's like they've got the stuff and like mathematically you've got to get outs at some point but it's just like it feels contagious where it's like you know hitting is contagious but like i mean i said this on my show like earlier this week it's like you could bring in prime mariano rivera and like the bullpen like mind funk that's there might infect him to have like a six era but i think people are are very high on bochi i know i was like over the moon when they announced bochi i was so shocked i knew they were going to try for him but i was like there's no way you convince him to come out after like these like three five years of the rangers to come out of retirement for this team like there's no way and then once chris young did which makes me believe in Chris Young, the salesman, which also gives me irrational confidence of signing yeah. Shohei Otani and everybody. Um, because it's like, well, he convinced Corey Seager to come on like a hundred and something lost team. And you Jacob know why? Brown. You want to know why? The million. check was fat. <laughs> and he likes hitting in Arlington. That's <laughs> one word. This is the big advantage the Rangers have. Taxes. Okay. Yeah. When you look at the Rangers and you compare them to the other teams that are w- willing to spend a lot of money, Taxes in Texas are a lot lower than they are 
in New York and in California. And that makes a huge difference when you are making $180 million or whatever the hell. And you're in the highest tax bracket. And these guys like their money. Well, it's a big deal, dude. Like, I, think I about would... I will push back because like that's that's a point that a lot of people make, especially in like NBA free agency, especially with the Mavericks who like literally never sign everybody. I'm like, oh, no state income tax, no state income tax. Like it makes the big and like nobody's signing with the Mavericks like ever. And with the Rangers, they haven't signed any big free agents ever. So like it does make a difference. I think it like is some advantage. And it was like one of the things that like kind of brought Seeger and Simeon here. I mean, Seeger said like straight up, like if Simeon didn't sign first then he wasn't coming here. Right. Cause he's like, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be like a rod on the 2001 Rangers where right. I'm doing amazing things. And the rest of my team's a bunch of bums. But I guarantee you that the taxes played a role because think about how much money the Dodgers would have had to spend for Corey Seeger to end up with the same amount of money as he's going to get from the Rangers. That Come is on. a, for, like talking to players, it's a big deal, and it is a built-in advantage the Rangers have. And honestly, I'm happy that they're using it. I also I'm happy. Think, I'm happy yeah. they're spending. Honestly, right. Well, and I think too, like that is a thing that, as we kind of alluded to earlier, like, do we want to be? It's it's like it's easy to root against the team spending crazily because it's funnier when they fail. But like, we don't want owners to think that spending is bad, and so you want to see kind of expedited rebuilds like this work out. And I think the Phillies are a good example of that. But you have to have a lot of other infrastructure in place that I think they're still clearly figuring out on a lot of levels. Like there's still a lot going on behind the scenes, player development at the major league and minor league level that clearly still need to get a lot better um, to kind of turn this into a sustainable thing because I don't think there's really anything else. I guess the Phillies are the best comp, but from a team building standpoint, we haven't seen anything this extreme uh, the way that the Rangers have done it. And this year in particular, it's just so funny that like, well, not funny for you. Uh, but the bullpen, <laughs> it's a little funny, honestly. Well, it, it is funny. Last year where it was like, oh, like they can't possibly be this bad in one run games again. Like, come on. Like if you, if you undo that, like this team's actually like 500 or whatever. And I mm-hmm. kind of bought that to some degree. Like, this roster's not that bad. They had a lot of good stuff going on. And then here they are again, uh, you know, 27th, uh, best record in one run games, but again, is that a Bruce Bochy fault? Like, was it a Chris Woodward problem? I don't know. Maybe, probably to some degree. Yeah. But that's the thing. I, I think the Bochy thing I'm most interested in is like more from the standpoint of you were in first place for four months. Now you're not. You might miss the playoffs. Like that is the bigger. I, you can keep pointing the bullpen, and, and yes, of course, that's the primary thing. That would be if I was like a very basic fan that would be a thing I would be worried about with my manager. I don't necessarily believe that, but I could mm-hmm. imagine that being a concern in terms of like, we, we talk about the bullpen and, and like functionally what has occurred here is a gigantic blown lead in a division. And you knew that there yeah. were good teams like Houston and Seattle coming, but still that is a thing that has occurred and is obviously what Rangers fans are stressed about right now. So understand. yeah, I think Bochi like keeping the vibe of this team, like after, after that series against the Astros, you just got, waxed and like the first game was close and blowing that one was was miserable and then like you just get boat raced in the next two and then you lose the first game of that series to the a's and it's like 
it's so over. Like, it's so over. There's no way you come back. Like, even with Bruce Bochy, like, even if you have, like, I don't know, like, God as your manager, like, there's no way you cure those vibes. And then they went on a six-game winning streak and beat the crap out of the Blue Jays. And then you get swept by Cleveland. Like, this team is just, it's so over. We're so back. Like, no team has more encapsulated that than this team. That is is also, like, that's the roster you've built, you know? Like, that is... You have this top end. You have when it's all clicking. We just saw yesterday put up a billion runs against Boston. Like, I, that's the ride you're going to take, and it might last another nine games. It might last another 19 games. I don't think – I'm with Jake. I'm scared. This is so – it's to the point where it's hard to imagine them winning multiple playoff series in a row. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, I still think the Rangers are pretty good. And the pitching injuries have gotten to a point where it is so bad. At the very least, when Jordan Montgomery's on the mound, I know that they've blown some of his leads, but at the very least, when he's pitching, like they can absolutely beat anybody and they can still outscore anybody even when their starter shits the bed. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm putting Evaldi in the pen right now. Wow. I'm rolling with the rotation. Dunning, <laughs> listen, shut up, stop laughing at me. Dunning, Montgomery, Gray, Heaney. Okay. Oh, oh boy. Four say- man staff. Everyone's on short rest, baby. Now's the time. And then you have all the out of the pen chucking bullets in the ninth. Let's go, Ranger. I think Honestly, that all the issues are not a matter of ticking up in the bullpen. Get him in the yeah. pen, baby. That, that might be it. But I, I will. I will. He's get injured again if he starts throwing Max Everett. Anyway, um, he might be. I have one last question before I let y'all go. How much of a believer are you in the 2024 Rangers? When, every, when everything's back, when Max Scherzer will totally be healthy for the full season, you get oh, Jacob yeah. DeGrom back. And maybe Nathan Evaldi is healthy in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. So, okay, so who is – I mean, you already kind of mentioned it earlier, right? It's basically an offense. You got everybody except for Garver. Mm -hmm. But, hey, I mean, if – I mean, is there like a – this happens every year with a trade acquisition where the team is just like, oh, like we just obviously have to re-sign this guy. It's like, do you? So I don't know where the fan base is at on Montgomery uh, with that. I think right now with the state of the rotation, like bring him back, dear God. So here's the thing, right? What do we know about the Texas Rangers recently? They spend money on pitching. What does this free agent class have a lot of? Pitching. Yeah. But who, okay. Who, yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, they're going to spend too much money on Aaron Nola or Lucas Giolito or something, <laughs> and they'll get kind of hurt and be fine. And it'll just be another one of these guys. And that's okay. 2024 Texas Rangers win the division. Ooh, I like it. Jordan, you got any spicy predictions for the 2024 Texas Rangers? Not that. <laughs> Not that they can't. But um, I think it's, it's, it's actually that simple. I mean, I, I agree with Jake's point about, like, they've been – they have been, next to the Padres, the most aggressive team in baseball in terms of acquiring players over the last two years. That's a good thing. There is no reason – to expect that to change, whether they make the playoffs and come up short in whatever round, they're going to be like, oh, we just need this. Whether they blow it and miss the playoffs, and it's like, oh, my God, we it's not like we can go backwards. Like, we got to keep pushing forward. We do still have a lot of good players on this team. You know, it's not a situation necessarily where you have the hard reset like you're seeing with the Mets. Um, and so they're going to do – they're absolutely going to do something. And by the way, to your point about Otani, I absolutely think that that's – so I don't think it's likely. I don't think anybody – I don't think any of us know anything about what Otani wants at all whatsoever. But if I am picking a team that's not the Dodgers, I think I am picking them. 
They're in tier two. Rangers are in tier two. Dodgers are tier one, tier two. Giants, Rangers, Cubs, etc., cetera. etc. Cetera. Mariners. I hope he doesn't. Mariners tier three. Okay. Makes me feel better because if the Mariners add a bat, if the Mariners get my hopes up for that again, are you kidding me? The Rangers <laughs> are the only team in the division in tier two. There you go. Makes me feel good. Well, Jake, Jordan, where can the fine folks listening to Locked On Rangers find y'all in all of your good work? Listen, Rangers fans, when your team gets eliminated, which will happen because of your bullpen, and you're like, this baseball sport, I like it. I wish I could keep listening to people talk about it. Well, we have good news for you. Baseball Barbacast, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, in October, going every day, just like Chris Stratton. Oh, yeah. Just, just call on down and we're, we're going to come in and do our best. You call us, we'll podcast just for you. Yes, yes. And if Michael Reagan's jokes did not offend you too much, we really would appreciate if you, if you join us because we have a good time. We are going to talk about the Rangers in the next few uh, weeks. If not and uh, Bryce, a pleasure and a privilege to join you here and uh good luck to your to your rangers over these next i mean as a Mariners fan i'm geared up for war here and so <laughs> we, we can, i have some other rangers fans uh in my life that you know we're, we're trying to trying to prepare for these next uh, 10 days it's going to be it's going to be terrifying it's going to be very fun and uh the way i the, the way i take here I'll, I'll leave on a positive note here since i'm sure there's some rangers fans that think that are complete dickheads uh, I my my, my dear friend Casey, she texted me, Ranger, big Rangers fan. She said, Jordan, are we still going to be friends uh, after the next 10 days? And I said, not only are we going to be friends, we're going to be closer than ever when the Astros miss the playoffs entirely. So let's, <laughs> let's keep that energy and um, we'll, uh, we'll see you uh, in a little while. And yes, listen to Baseball Barbercast. Thank y'all so much for joining in. Oh, what what a way to endear yourself to Rangers fans is saying the Astros missed the playoffs. Literally not a better way you can do that. Thank y'all so much for joining me. Go listen to Baseball Barbacast. Go read everything they write at Fox Sports. Thank y'all so much for listening. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy Playoff Chase, Texas Rangers Baseball.